What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Life and Relationship Podcast with Cassandra Lee, and I am your host, Cassandra Lee. And in today's episode, we will be talking about becoming a first-time parent. And the reason why I say we is because I have a special guest on here today, my man and the father of my son, Dean Films. And I decided to talk about this because obviously we're both first-time parents, and I just wanted to get the perspective of a woman's perspective as well as a man's perspective when becoming first-time parents. Do you want to introduce yourself? What's going on, guys? It's Salafi Dean. Most probably know me as Dean or something else. Becoming a first-time mom, I should say a first-time parent, can be very different because, you know, it's like your first time going through everything. And I know men and women definitely experience different emotions and they go through different things. Just because, obviously, the woman physically carries the baby, pushes the baby out, and nurtures the baby, where the man, I mean, he nurtures in his own way. The man gains a lot of weight, because I swear, once she got pregnant, I started eating a lot. Like, I would go to Taco Bell and have, like, the three beef chalupas just randomly. So I think we gain a lot of weight. He had more weird cravings than I did, and I was, like, on the normal side of cravings. You know, I would crave things, but he would want to stop at, like, three different spots, and I'm like, are you the pregnant one? And I really didn't crave, and it's funny because I actually lost weight being pregnant versus where he gained weight during the pregnancy. I gained about, like, 30 pounds. Really? You gained 30 pounds? You do not weigh 190. You're, like, 180-something right now. Oh, wow. So I guess he gained 30 pounds. I think I I gained a little under 20. So I didn't gain too much weight, but I mean, I already had. So the secret's out. I actually had the baby. That's why I gained the most weight. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, but we all know who pushed this baby out because if you pushed it out, (laughs) you wouldn't have made it. Because let's be honest, men are crybabies. They can't handle pain. They can't handle nothing when it comes to being sick. It's like you're over here with a fever and having hot flashes and a migraine and you can barely get up and you're all fatigued, but you still manage to get up and do what you got to do. A man has a cut on his finger, a paper cut, and they act like they're dying. They need to go to the hospital. And he's a nurse, so he over-exaggerates a lot of stuff. I remember one time we were out for dinner and... He told me I had jaundice when it wasn't true. Hey, it's the beginning of nursing school when you think you become like a doctor or something, but really you don't, you can't really diagnose anyone. We have gone off the topic, so let's get back on topic. So becoming a first-time parent is very different because you have to adjust to life with not just being YouTube, but also having a little person who depends on you for literally everything. And I think why it's different for men versus women is because right away women become the nurturers 99.9% of the time and I think a lot of that has to do with is you know most women really do try to breastfeed and you connect that with that bond with breastfeeding and you know you try to get breast milk because they do say breastfeeding is the best that a baby could have but I mean obviously however you feed your child is better than not feeding your child Right away, women become the nurturers, and they want to be, like, connected to the baby all the times, and they take care of the babies. Where the men take 
a lot longer time becoming the nurturers and putting on the role of the father role and being a parent. And I think men have an easier time when the child gets older versus when the child is younger. And I, I will say with that, I think as he grows and as he has more milestones, I feel like closer and more connected to my role as a father. Like, I think I'm definitely learning, like, he really is growing up really fast and I have to just have to be there. I have to be his father. This is this is my role for him, you know, and I think the older he gets, the more I identify with that, the more I identify with like, hey, I have to be a role model now and my actions don't just affect me. My actions affect him as well. Right, and I agree with that, whereas the mother, it's like from day one, once he comes out of either, you know, your vagina or your belly, you know, like mother mode instinct, you know, like on top of everything. Most of the time, the moms get up in the night and deal with the babies. Like once our son was born, I definitely had this switch from being this heavy sleeper who could sleep through everything to this light sleeper and any sudden movement. I would wake up to make sure he was okay. Whereas for Salahuddin or Dean, on the other hand, he would like sleep like a baby. I am going to film a podcast episode of my birthing experience, my delivery, my labor and delivery experience. I made one on YouTube, but I'm going to make one on here for the podcast for anyone of you listeners who want to listen to it because it's a very interesting labor and delivery just because you know with COVID and everything and that's another thing with being first-time parents dealing with COVID it was definitely hard because a I was left to in the hospital by myself because he had to go out and finish his final for his nursing degree and there was no other way he could do it so I got left in the hospital by myself after giving birth I couldn't have no visitors you know, I had to eat that nasty hospital food. So it was definitely hard being a first-time parent and have to go through that, as well as not being able to leave the house unless it was a doctor's appointment and he wasn't allowed to go to any other doctor's appointment. I had to go through everything. And also, he was very little and he was a preemie. So it was very hard on us because Preemie babies sleep 22 hours a day, which I didn't know that, but preemie babies sleep 22 hours a day. That's a lot of time. I remember, like, my mom would call, and she'd be like, what's the baby doing? He's sleep. <laughs> right, because that's all he did was he would sleep. And they say that they would wake up more periodically, obviously, because they have a smaller stomach, so they had to feed more in uh, smaller increments. But... It was definitely hard. It was like, not only we were in COVID, but he was a preemie and being first-time parents and all of that. It was like, definitely, it took a toll on us as well as, like, individually as well as a team. It definitely, having a child tests people's relationships and everything around it. And if you make make it through it, you know, like, bless you guys, bless your relationship because... It definitely can be hard, and it, it shows different sides of people because, one, you're tired. And when you're tired, you get annoyed easily, and things irritate you. And men have a hard time with, and I think female do too, but in, in different ways with separating being a parent and then being a partner and being a spouse. Because I know when you're a first-time mom, it's like, oh, my God, you know, like I love him to death, and I just want to be with him 24-7. But you got to also realize, too, that you're a wife or a husband or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a partner, whatever you want to call it. You got to put time for that, too, because 
if you're not watering that flower, then how do you expect it to grow? Yeah, I definitely think that you got to put a lot of time into, do you think it's easy to do your own thing and just take care of the baby and then forget, you know, you guys have been doing a lot of stuff before, you know, the baby's been here, like going on dates, doing nice stuff together, going on trips, like that doesn't go away. I just think you got to like invest more time into it for sure. Each other, even when you have a kid, because I think... Right, and also what made that difficult was the fact is we couldn't do all that because of COVID. So, you know, it like put a stop on everything because having a preemie baby, I wasn't going to go anywhere. You know, we weren't going anywhere besides you going to work. So it was definitely hard because when it got really bad here in Arizona, everything was closed and then it was limiting and it was way too damn hot to go out anywhere. And he's four pounds, so we couldn't take him anywhere. And I don't care what anybody says, going to somebody else's house isn't the same as going out and doing your own thing, like just the two of you or, you know, just as a little family. Sometimes that's all you want is like you time with like your your family that you created, not everybody else tagging along. And it was hard to do that because COVID hindered so much of that. If COVID wasn't a thing, I think it would have been so different for us. But being first time parents can be very hard, too, because there's a lot of roles that I feel the mom fills right away and the dad takes a, a, a longer time to fill. And it can be difficult because one person might feel like they're doing it more so than the other person. is. It can be hard to adjust because moms sometimes feel like they do it all in the beginning and the dad is very lacking. And as soon as the baby starts crying, like the dad gets overwhelmed or take him he needs to eat take him he needs to do that and women learn the difference between their cries and like what they want and things like that especially when they're newborns half the time it's either they're sleepy or they're hungry you know they don't really have much needs and let's clarify i think it's just the partner who's the most nurturing I agree with that. I If you guys ever watched um, the baby, I think it's called Babies on Netflix, and it'll show you there the studies they've done where the more nurturing one is just very different with the kid versus the other. And it's not necessarily, it has to be the woman. It's whoever is more with the baby, more nurturing, like who put takes on that role like the mother role. So it can be very hard in the beginning. Seeing my siblings go through I wouldn't say giving birth because not all of them gave birth because some of them were boys. But seeing my siblings go through having children, I've noticed that in the beginning, the moms are like top dogs. Like they take care of everything. They do everything. And some of the times it's they both are financially providing. But the mom is the one that's more nurturing at home, too, where the dad's more on the lag and slide and takes longer to, you know, assist. Not in no bad way. Don't be giving me that look. He over here giving me a look. Uh, what I'm saying, though, is like the older the child get, the the more the dad bonds with the child. And it's so interesting to see that. But in all of my siblings' relationships and them having kids, that has always been the issue. The moms start in the beginning very attached to the kid, taking care of the kid and, you know, giving more to the kid. And these you know, and they're not breastfeeding either, you know, they're um, formula feeding their baby. So, you know, the father could take more of a role, but it's harder for the father to connect and start taking on that role. What's crazy to see is as the older they get, the more 
nurturing and connected the fathers are to the children. And I've seen this in more than one relationship that notice with kids. And I don't know, have you ever noticed that? Being around people like my best friend who went from having one child to two children. Do you feel the same? (laughs) (laughs) If only you guys were here to see all the funniness (coughs) going on, you guys would be like dead laughing. That's why sometimes I feel like I want to do a visualization podcast too, but... No, you don't. (laughs) That would be so funny. Anyways, but do you feel the same way? I feel like... hmm. Like I said before, I was saying that it almost seems like as he grows older, as I spend more time with him, and as he hits these new milestones, it it just really, like, it just opens my mind up to the fact that, like, I really have a son. Like, I get it. Like, your kid comes like you have a kid. But it's not until... We can drink and we can eat. Babies can't digest or handle the same way. older you are because I'm not going to feed my kid or give my kid drinks until... I feel like he's ready and he's showing signs that he's ready as well as I'm going to go by, you know, the recommendations that the doctors have given. Six months to start with like baby foods like solids. About to be five months old or by the time this comes out, he will be five months old. And we're starting to think he might be ready for it because he's showing signs that he's ready for it. But with that being said, when we do start introducing them to solids, it's not just going to be anything and everything. We're going to start off with one to two items a week as recommendation, and we're going to keep it limited onto what he consumes, how he consumes it. Just these moments in life just hit you like, wow, like this is my boy. He's growing older. He's getting all these, just he's having all these different milestones that I just look back on. I'm like, time is going too fast. I'm like, this is my actual son. So. I would say, yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think it's taken me a little bit longer to to realize, like, hey, like, this is the real deal. When her, she's just been like, go, 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 go. Like, she's such an awesome mom. She reads a lot about, like, being an awesome mom and, like, different things for the baby. And I admire her for it. I appreciate that. We definitely go through different roles at different times. Definitely a journey to go on and work going on as being a first-time parent. Having a second kid is way different than just having one kid. And I granted, we only have one child. It was definitely a different ball game for her. And it's also different versus girl versus boy. There's just different things that go on and that you can do. And like, I know that if we ever have more children, it's definitely going to be a different experience because with one child, when it's time for nap time, like you get all the freedom in the world to do what you need to do. When you have two children, you're not guaranteed to have the same nap time. You got a child to worry about as well as a baby to worry about. And I think he's over there flapping his arms around like he's awake. When we have, you know, two children, it's definitely going to be an adjustment because if the baby is all up all night crying and then, you know, our son's awake by that time, you know, it's harder to get things done and get the sleep that's needed when you have more kids. I really do think having help really does help you. With that being said, being a first-time parent, we are very helicopter parents, as what people would say, and we just don't want nobody to help us. Well, I know I don't because I feel like it's my child. I need to take care of my child. I brought him into this world. We just 
we want to do things the way we want to do things. And that's another thing what's hard about becoming first-time parents is everybody has a damn opinion. Yeah, I think it's very hard becoming a first-time parent in the sense that a lot of people have their own, like, I want to say biases and opinions towards what's right or what's the best thing for a kid or, you know, when I was raising my kid, I didn't do this. And when I was doing that, I was doing that. As a unique individual, you're bringing into the world another unique individual and you're in a relationship with another unique individual. So you got three different perspectives already right there. And I just think that makes for a unique parenting experience. So I think it's it's definitely challenging and you just got to stay like true to like your vision and, and, and what you see as being the best for your child. Because I think it'll always be different like with each child too. I 100% agree. And I just wish people would understand that more and not us not taking it away like we're not taking into consideration what they're saying or they're like shooting down what they have to say. But at the end of the day, this is how I feel. You're going to be the best parent for your child. My mom, his mom were the best that they could be for us and so on. However, it's hard for people to take a step back and be like, that's not my child, so I'm not going to make a comment about it. Everyone's so quick to jump. Even when I was pregnant, I had the same issues. Oh, I was allowed to eat that. Or you new age kids, all you guys talk about is this and you can't do that and you can't do this. And it's like, but when you were growing up, that's the best you knew on your pregnancy and having a kid and raising a kid and how you went about it. So let us be the best that we can be as parents and do what we want to do because some people believe in feeding their baby before si- before six months. We don't. We're we're gonna go by the six months rule, and I think it's all about too is your baby showing signs that they're ready to eat. And you gotta understand too, there's a difference between being a preemie baby versus being, you know, more a normal baby because when not a normal baby but a full term baby because when you're preemie you're smaller and your body can't handle things the same way that you know starting at a young age with certain things they shouldn't be having and I know growing up I probably had everything and anything that a baby or kid shouldn't have and I think you did too right my mom had me drinking like Kona coffee it was like this special coffee that had like coca-cola in it yeah that does not sound good for a baby you were drinking that as a baby yeah when i was really small it was good like a a baby or like a toddler i would say a toddler that's crazy but i mean we were drinking like mountain dew and whatnot but that's like what our parents knew you know our parents didn't know better and and our parents chose that for us who gives a shit you know like they did the best they could do us we don't want to introduce him to any of that we want to limit him on certain things and we don't want to be like oh my god you can never eat sugars and you can't eat this and you can't eat that because we like to indulge in those at the same time we're gonna also be limiting him you know because growing up we were limited like a handful of chips we were limited and that was it in moderation everything is great like i want him to I don't want him to overindulge, and I don't want him to, you know, not have something. I don't want to restrict him from having something, but I just want him to do things in moderation because I took this nutrition class where that's what they talked about. Like, you could literally eat anything so long as you have good moderation, good exercise, and good rest. 
So I think that's all that matters with him. You know, I just I just want him to have good moder moderation with his food and what he eats. Age matters too. I'm not gonna be giving my baby soda. Right. Like I don't I don't want to be giving him soda or anything like that or even the really sugary drinks or like like a whole fruit roll up. Like I don't think he should have that. That small. The thing it comes down to too is like if you're giving your baby all this sugar and processed food and junk, you're their babies, you have a hard time brushing their teeth and you're not brushing their teeth. Giving your babies and kids like toddlers all of that and you're not brushing their teeth, you know, that could lead to having cavities and other issues with their teeth at such a young age. And I will say one other thing that we definitely dealt with as being first-time parents is Learning, not learning, but establishing boundaries because people will push you to do or believe whatever they want you to do or believe as well as child is our child. If we don't want him watching TV or computers or phones or whatever, we don't want him doing that. If we don't want him eating these things, we don't want him eating these things. If we don't want him around certain people or certain things, we're not just we're not going to do that. And a lot of people have a hard time accepting that because they want you to feel their way or feel this way about it. But as his parents, we're going to do the best for him. And we both grew up in some very rough situations growing up that we just wouldn't want our children in. And that's where we had to learn to set boundaries because it's no longer about me and him. It's about our little dude who depends on us for literally everything and to make the best choices for him. And if we care about what everybody else is thinking or saying how we are as parents, how are we doing the best for him when we're putting our feelings aside as well as his feelings and well-being aside because of how everybody else is seeing situations? So I think I, th I think with that, you, you want to do the best for your kid. And if there are situations that possibly put your kid in danger or could possibly just not be a good situation for your child whether it's a person whether it's a thing like you want to do your best to to protect your child ultimately your child's going to do what they want as they get older but i think a lot of problems we do have stem from childhood so if you can protect your kid early on as they grow and develop you know you can give them everything they need for when they are ready to get out there in the world and be their own person or who they are so that's just what it goes through my mind when I think about, like, situations that, that we're going to bring him into. I always try to look at that situation and visualize it. Is it is it being a great thing for him or not? Right, and I totally agree with that as well as, you know, they do say the more traumas you have grow, uh, as a child, you know, the is more issues you have as an adult and, like, just different things you go through. So we're going to try to make him go through as little traumas and as little issues as possible granted we can't shield him from the world but we can choose not to bring him into an environment where there's people doing nonsense that we don't agree with and that we don't participate in as well me and him are gonna go and talk about what's important and what we want our son around and what we don't or future children around and we're gonna decide not anybody else we're gonna decide we are his parents we are the ones taking care of him we're providing for him we created him as well as god did
we're going to make the best decisions for our kid. And if people can't, or I should say our baby, and if people can't understand that or feel some type of way about it, then they just have to learn to disconnect themselves from the situation because why have issues when you're not even the parent? Us do what's best for us. Maybe give us advice or say something, yes, but don't continually say it and don't continuously put your ideas or how you feel about a situation on us because at the end of the day it just makes a person a want to do the opposite and b pushes them away from you because if that's all you're hearing you're not going to be around I've learned I know I had been in a situation where I was telling somebody about their kid and I apologized to those people after having a kid and seeing how it is and I feel like shit maybe I did this to myself but I don't make a comment or judgment on anybody and how anybody is raising their kids because at the end of the day, I'm not the parent, I'm not the guardian, I'm nothing but the aunt, the, sometimes it's just the aunt, the friend, whatever it may be, so I gotta learn my place. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode and I want to thank my man for coming on here even though he's asleep. You guys should see how we had to pass the mic because I haven't got any boom mics or extra mics. So we're literally passing the one mic back and forth talking. Probably by the time we get the mics, you'll be hearing a lot of cutout lighting. That's how we are. Whereas with the one mic, you have to learn to wait your turn to say something, which I think is a good thing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at LNR Podcast as well as send me a email at my email account at lnrpodcast at gmail.com. As always, I will have these linked down below. And let me know if you guys enjoyed this episode, if you want to hear more, if you want me to bring on my man more and like just talk about different things. I want to be open-minded to new topics and I want to venture out to new topics. I mostly have been talking about, you know, just like, different emotions people go through lately but i do have a postpartum podcast coming out before i'd love to hear you guys' feedback your input interact with me and i just want to thank you guys for coming back and always tuning into your girl and until next time guys bye